0: Her character, well, you know, a lot of people in real life can be like that. They can be when they're, fa- they're hugely famous. But she was fucking moody too, you know, and she didn't own up for her mistakes, which is not good. Uh, uh, you know, that, that, that's, that's, that's a red flag right there, guys. And William Thacker, he's too soft. He's too soft. You couldn't go out with this guy. Peter. Peter. Wah. 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 Alright ladies and gents, how is everybody doing? We're getting that run up to Christmas now, the the Christmas spirit, but oh god, you know, I know I'm having a bitch the other day, I was talking about the rain, or the the cold, but it's so weird, <laughs> Jesus, we had just beautiful crystal clear skies in Ireland when it was so fucking cold, but of course that's the problem why it was so cold, as we know, because no cloud cover but now it's turned it's got warmer which is nice but wow we got some fucking grey skies here on the lead up to Christmas <laughs> Jesus Lord fuck oh listen you know I gotta stop bitching shouldn't I really you know it's Christmas we need I think we need to have all have a bit more gratitude in our lives and maybe I'm just having too many drinks now at the moment over Christmas I'm getting a moody fuck But uh, I think let's get on with this. Guys, I want to talk about Notting Hill today. The movie. Notting Hill. Anybody seen it? You know, I gotta admit. It's a 1997 movie. And I've watched that movie... Jesus. Hundreds of times, I'd say. I would say literally hundreds of times. I'm a major movie buff anyway... It's a great movie. It's a great love comedy movie. Now, love comedies wouldn't be my thing, but it's a really, really well-acted movie. It's a really just funny movie. And I think there's a lot of like life lessons in this movie. So, guys, as you know, many of you know, if anybody's just heard me for the first time, I talk a lot about Formula One dating on the podcast. But, you know... I was, I've was. i been an actor in L.A. And you know what? I want to combine all three, actually, if we can. Well, not Formula One in this case, but I want to combine movies, because I love acting in movies, but dating movies, too, here. We combine all Kill Two Birds at One Stone here. And you know, I think that, like, call me crazy, guys. Call me fucking crazy, but I know this from acting. A lot of movie scripts are, let me rephrase... A lot of great movie scripts is based off real-life psychology. This is no exaggeration. Any movie script worth its fucking salt. Not every single one, of course, because some people just be naturally good, but a lot of the Oscar-winning ones, they're all based on... The evil of humanity, the goodness of humanity, based on real-life scenarios that psychologists have talked about before, or they lay examples down for you. And I think, without getting intense today on this one, a lot of this is in Notting Hill when it comes to relationships. Like, a lot of people love the Hugh Grant character now in Notting Hill, right? I mean, he is. He's great. (laughs) He's very charming in a very quiet, nice-guy way. He's funny. You know, he's very kind of innocent in a way. But, you know, dealing with a guy like him in real life, he'd be a lot of fucking hard work. You know, like, let's let's break this down today. Like, really, like, do we know many people... I wouldn't know many people that sort of pushovery, nice guy, you know. And then he he kind of shows a little glimpse of the darker side in many ways. Again, just like psychologists would tell you. And as many of you know, I've, I've studied psychology. I love it and I'm fascinated by it. So, again, this is another, I suppose, feather in my cap here. This is three birds at one stone here. But, like, you know, it's, it's a great opening movie where you've got Julie... Uh, I mean, it pretty much kind of goes straight into it, doesn't it? You know, you've got Hugh Grant. He's got the house with the blue door. And all of a sudden then he's, he bumps into Julia Roberts, the movie star. Anna Scott. That's right. Anna Scott in the movie. And she's... she's I suppose, really, she's playing herself. And, guys, if you've never seen the movie before, get it out, because it's 1997. Yeah, we're going way back here. What are we going back? Like, Jesus, 26 years, I think? Is it 27 years? Wow, how time fl- how time flies, huh? But it's, it is. It, it, it's just a charming, kickback, hangover Sunday movie. You know, and I love the way you've got the the dumbass customer that comes in, He's looking for uh, what is it, Charles? Uh, oh, it's brain fart. I even just researched this the other night. I watched this to just talk about this movie, and I've just forgotten. He's looking for a spy novel, and he's like just a complete dumbass. And Hugh Grant's character is looking at him like, "Are you all right?" And oh, it's just so funny. But like, I love the way the movie opens up. You've got a great scene where you get you see Spike. You know, he's got that T-shirt on. Like, it just sums up the character spike all in one. And uh, I w- I, actually, I won't try and get into too much detail in case anybody hasn't seen it. But then when, when Hugh Grant bumps into her, he you know, he knocks the coffee on her. And then they start talking. And then or maybe I should go into it too m- a bit more detail, shouldn't I? Yeah, fuck it. What am I saying? Who can blame me? It's a 26, 27-year-old movie. I mean, if you haven't seen it right now... Jesus, Lord knows you've had enough time to see it. So look, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, turn this episode off. And hopefully you come back again to listen to the rest of this. But anyway, let's fucking get into some detail. Christ, we can't be doing this. 26-year-old, 27-year-old movie. If it was a two-month-old movie, understandable. So, like, it's great the way they bump into each other. He spills the coffee. She comes back to the house. She cleans up. She gives him a kiss before she leaves. I mean, like, can you imagine that happening to somebody who's that quiet and shy, like William Packer, the Hugh Grant character, and then he bumps into the biggest movie star on the planet, she's won Oscars, or I think she's about to win Oscars in the movie, I mean, it's just, it's a great movie, and then you've got like, uh, when she comes into the shop and then she comes, uh, she bumps into him again. And then he just can't believe it. and and I love the way I love the banter in the movie, too. You know, you've got the the best friend, um, and as far as I remember, is the best friend is they, they don't really kind of emphasize on this, but the best friend is very is 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 the girl who's in the wheelchair. and the friend the husband of the woman that's in the wheelchair they're all friends too you've got the guy who used to play rugby who doesn't have a clue who Anna Scott is Julia Roberts you know and he's asking Julia Roberts oh how much how much oh how much you getting for a movie 15 million dollars like I mean it. you wouldn't believe it would you like it's so fucking good man I tell you <laughs> but you know what I brought up some trivia here too right we're gonna call it out kind of like fun facts of did you know about the movie some of these are really interesting we'll go through them them now in a couple of seconds but um but you know before we get into the fun part of it like do you really want to get a guy that's like William Thacker he's you know I I can't tell if the guy is like sitting on a bit of anger in his life or he's he's too afraid to stand up to to people because he's he's actually scared of his own power? Like, do you know what I mean? He never has an outburst. He never has an emotional outburst where he says, fuck you, man, fuck you! you know, And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, look, sorry, look, I lost my temper, I'm sorry, excuse You know, and he, he kind of gets screwed over in the fucking movie quite a bit here. Or does he just feel very sorry for himself? You know, like, even when Anna Scott, she, uh, w- when... So what is it? Midway through the movie, he get he goes to Anna Scott's hotel and Alec Baldwin, who's the boyfriend at the time, who we don't know that is the boyfriend, which is a surprise to the to the audience. But then you like you do see where he's downstairs with her, and okay, they're not boyfriend and girlfriend, Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts, the characters not knowing the movie. But you'd think he'd be a bit more fucking upset, wouldn't you You know, the boyfriend's upstairs. And she doesn't really get into too much detail downstairs either. Do you know what I mean? Like, sorry guys, but I'd be fucking annoyed with that. Now, I wouldn't be shouting from the rooftop saying, you know, Fuck you, woman! And, you know, I I wouldn't expect that. Of course not. But you'd be like, Are you fucking having a... Are you taking the piss? Are you taking the fucking piss? Now, then again, you could blame Hugh Grant, could you? Because she is one of the biggest movie stars on the planet, if not the biggest. And then, yet, everybody knows that she's had Alec Baldwin as the the boyfriend in the past. Or still is the boyfriend in the past. Or still is the current boyfriend, sorry. Do you know what I mean? But then again, even he does address it. Oh, my life ruined because I don't read the tabloid. You know, so, like, you can't blame him, per se, <laughs> either... So, then again, could you blame her completely? Ah, I mean, I don't know. A a guy like William Packer. And you see, then again, like, you do want a guy with a bit of fucking, a bit of, a bit of an edge, don't you? You don't want an all-around, flat-out, full-steaming bastard here on your, on your, on your side here, where he's just like a bulldog and you can't keep him under control, or he just won't fucking calm down when things go bad. No. But like, what happens if things do go bad? Could you trust a guy like that? You know, unless you're unless you like to be the controller in the relationship as a woman. Okay, all right, I understand. But Jesus, you do want a guy that, if the shit hits the fan, you want a guy like you. You don't want a guy like William Thacker, Hugh Grant. Do you know? like I always analyzed it like that because I understand you know he he's he's a fairy tale character he's he's so over the top nice guy that you know i suppose watching him on a screen is a great thing but you don't you don't want this guy in real life you don't want the guy in real life and the way he does walk away at the end do you remember when he's sitting he he catches up with her right like he went that effort To go to... Guys, if you remember the movie now, right? Where Julie Roberts, she comes back to London. She's filming her scene in that... Like a 17th, 18th century style movie. I can't remember. Uh, What was it again? Henry James movie or something they called it. That's right. Henry James movie. And, you know, he wants to see her, right? So, like, really, he shouldn't have gone this extra step... Because she acted like such a bitch. We'll go back to that now in a second. However... He gets there, there's a microphone on him, or on Julia Roberts, and with the the, co, the the supporting actor in the movie. So the guy asks, oh, so who was that splendid chap that you were talking to? And then she says, oh, well, no one really, just somebody I knew. Um, something like that, isn't it? And barely acknowledge him anymore, or, oh, you know, I don't know why, what he's doing here. Like, he's come this fucking far. You finish it out. Finish it out. Run the course here, buddy. You don't walk away at this stage, or at least, at the very least, surely you want to put it to bed. You see, this is where a lot of problems happen in relationships too, guys, right? Somebody, like remember I'm always saying, 80% of people, they jump to fucking conclusions in relationships and they go, oh, well, that's it. Job done. Now, I get it. In Hugh Grant's scenario here, and you know what? This can happen in real life too. Of course it could. Very easily you hear something over over you overhear something but finish it out run its course get to the end put the person on the spot I think that's a great life lesson in in that scenario when it does happen in real life finish it out right finish it out put the person confront the person say hey Julia or Anna Scott in this case the character you know I heard you on the microphone speaking to the guy and you blew me off. And is and do you remember at the end of the movie guys she he he actually addresses it for once and he went through all that fucking misery of thinking about her from the mid sea the mid part of the movie to the end or whenever it was in the movie right but like and I know it's a movie you got to you got to extend the movie of two of course but this shit happens in real life guys we know this. Right. Unless you want some fucking fairy tale fucking dramatic ending in a relationship with somebody where actually you could just nip it in the bud, save some fucking time on both both hands and just talk to the person, even if you are about to lose your fucking mind. Well, look, take a few breaths, talk to the person and confront the issue. Now, let's go back to her. So like this is why I don't like the character here. There's a lot of people in real life, just like the William Thacker character, who don't confront the issue head-on. Even if it's going to be a horrible conversation, and she could even say something even worse to me. But at least you've got peace of mind. At least you've got peace of mind. Isn't this what we all want? You know? Maybe some people don't. Which, for the love of God, I couldn't understand how people wouldn't but maybe that is the case so let's go back to Anna Scott the Julia Roberts character so she's in Remember, she gets photo uh, she gets uh, she's staying over when things are going good between Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts in the uh, this is probably the middle of the movie yeah around that and she's staying over in his house and all of a sudden then Spike opens the door Hugh Grant goes down they get photographed... Uh, he gets photographed in his nude or in his boxer shorts, should I say. She loses her fucking mind. Loses the rag. Now look, okay, I understand. She's had enough of fucking tabloids. But... Here's the fucking problem here. With both men and women here in relationships... And this shit pissed me off. Because again, guys, listen. I'm not some fucking dope here. There's a lot of scenarios that happen in movies that... Uh, that... Always happen in real life. So the classic case here is like the, the Hugh Grant when he fucked up there and he didn't talk to her and confront her. With Anna Scott, Julie Roberts, when she loses her rag, she says something horrible. She can you can see it written all over her face, and then she just walks out the door. That's it, job done. She leaves him fucking hanging. Now, look, I know in a in a real life scenario you'd have some people that actually would just say, oh, fuck, no, no, sorry, honey, I didn't mean it like that, or, look, John, I didn't mean it like this. But then you'd have some people that are fucking stubborn as hell, and they can't admit that they're wrong, wonderful, blah, 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 you have clearly have got a delicate, fragile ego if you're like that, and you can't just own up to something. But this shit happens, like I'm saying, and, you know, guys, we got... <laughs> it takes two to tango in the relationship takes two to fucking tango like that actually did annoy me in the in the movie i've got to say you know when the two of them just kept fucking up again i know you gotta get the the runtime of the movie in as well of course you gotta drag it out and hope oh will they get together i know i get it of course but look hey sometimes a movie is based on real life a lot of the time in fact a lot of the backstories of movies why do we have movies in the first place because this shit happens you know so anyway guys that's the shit I didn't like but like actually here's some cool trivia when do you know when they have that long shot they're saying here the long shot where William Packer walks through Notting Hill during summer fall winter and spring so do you know when everything is going really shit with Julia Roberts and yeah and you remember he's just walking through and and spring it was actually four different shots all filmed the same day computer technology morphed Hugh Grant seamlessly from one shot to the next that's quite good fucking CGI for 1997. Then again, you had Titanic out around that time too, maybe a year, a year before that, or a year after, or maybe even the same year. But then again, Titan- or, like Titanic and Terminator, like they were the movies back in those days with unbelievable CGI. But they were just like leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. But that's quite impressive for a 1997 fucking movie, guys. That they did that all that in one day, wow! The shots here's another one. The shots in the lobby of the Ritz were actually filmed at the Ritz, but between two and four a.m. so as not to be affected to be affected by the real guests. Wow! They did quite a good job for that. In fairness, I mean, obviously they would have had a time. They would have had a certain amount of control, you know, people not walking into a shot because you'd have drunk people coming in <laughs> at the end of a night. The fact that they didn't have anybody hanging around or uh, messing up shots—that was quite good. That was quite good. Okay, so when Bernie, unaware of Anna's level of fame, asked her how much she made in her last movie, remember the guy asked how much did he make? Julie Roberts ad-libbed the number. Initially in the script and during rehearsals, she said ten million. In future takes, she changed it to twelve. In the third take, she said fifteen million. <laughs> and somebody asked her why Roberts kept changing the figure she replied I'm kind of tired of lowballing ooh yeah I think she was on 20 million back in those days I do remember that that's right she was on 20 million maybe she did get 15 million maybe she wasn't getting her, uh, her quota right just then yet maybe she didn't peak or maybe she was going down peak actually yeah I don't know I don't know And get this one, the park bench to use in the film now lives in Queen's Garden in East Perth, Western Australia. After filming, the bench had been purchased at auction as a romantic gift for a relationship that failed. Afterwards, a local Perth resident anonymously donated the bench to the city of Perth, and it now really does live in a beautiful garden that is locked at night oh man, they shouldn't have got rid of that bench they should have kept it, they should have put it into fucking Notting Hill in fucking London man, or if it was, they should have left it there, imagine how many tourists would go to see that this day, Jesus man the final cut was three and a half hours long 90 minutes was edited out for release wow what else did they get up to in the movie, how many fucking fights did they have in the movie for three and a half hours, huh? Jesus and right okay let's have a look throughout the movie Anna never says William's name either in conversation or when addressing him Flopsy or Floppy that doesn't count <laughs> well that's fair enough uh, Thacker's bookshop was actually an antique shop in real life next to a butcher one or two doors down from the butcher is an office uh, where is it again sorry guys one or two doors is an office for Richard Kercher's Richard Curtis's production company shortly after becoming a superstar singer Adele bought the flat directly above the bookshop but lived there only for a short time before moving back to live with her mother Penny director Roger Mitchell writer Richard Curtis both said Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts were the first choices for the role of William Packer and Anna Scott. You could see that too, couldn't you, though? Like, if anybody's seen Four Weddings and a Funeral, he kind of say, he, he, well, actually, not kind of, he pretty much did play the same character, didn't he, in Four Weddings and the Funeral and Notting Hill. Little bit of variation every now and then, but it was, yeah, it was. And I suppose, look, hey, Jesus, Julia Roberts was such a big star, well, she's a great actress anyway, and why not just live what she lives? Obviously, it would be real to somebody. And according to Richard Curtis, Anna Scott Scott was a hybrid of Grace Kelly and Audrey Hepburn. Hmm. I see the Audrey Hepburn. I don't see the Grace Kelly part, though. Now, maybe I'm looking at it in terms of... I'm trying to look at it from an actor's point of view. Maybe... But I, I don't see Grace Kelly. I see Audrey Hepburn a bit. I see Audrey Hepburn a bit. I do. Oh, well, that's interesting. I must, we'll, maybe we'll come back to that, guys. Maybe we'll come back to that. And, okay. Richard Curtis chose Notting Hill as the movie setting as he lived there and knew the area, saying Notting Hill is a melting pot and the perfect place to set a film. This left the producers the problem to film in a heavily populated area. Well, guys, I gotta say actually i when I li- used to live in London, I did call down to Notting Hill a few times, and just to well, number one, I went down to Notting Hill just to see was there a house with the blue door, was there the location still? Could you recognize any places? I actually couldn't they so they actually did quite a bit of work to the place, and he's right though the place is absolutely beautiful it's it is very like guys, if you're visiting London, you should definitely check out Notting Hill. It's a really busy place with a marketplace but there's a really really nice atmosphere there as well. And they can do quite sometimes a lot like the the Camden marketplace in London where they they do have you know those stalls where you get those the 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 rip off watches or the clothes, you know, things like that. And it, it's it's just a really nice atmosphere. There's beautiful bars down there as well and they can be Quite quiet. I went down in a summertime, on a daytime, guys. I would say it was probably thirty degrees. It was a beautiful day. I sat out in this smoking area by an, um uh, a uh, a sun trap as well. It was mainly a sun trap, not just a smoking area, but it was just a gorgeous, gorgeous fucking atmosphere. Check it out, guys. Notting Hill is a great place. So I think we'll leave it here today, guys, and hopefully we'll do more of these. We'll see how how popular this this does get, if it's pretty shit or if it's any good or quite decent. I'll know by my downloads and st- streamers and listeners of the, 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 the episode anyway. But I do, I love to talk about movies and dating, but, you know, guys, you don't want the Julia Roberts type. I don't think those people in real life would be good. Julia Roberts is a nice girl, and I love the way that she appreciated... Um, the the normal life. I loved that about her, her, her character. well, you know, a lot of people in real life can be like that. They can be when they're fa- they're hugely famous. But she was fucking moody too, you know. And she didn't own up for her mistakes, which is not good. I, I, you know that that that's 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 a red flag right there, guys. And William Thacker, he's too soft. He's too soft. You couldn't go out with this guy. He'd be great for dinners if you want to do something and you want to take charge. Yeah, you go get him. But what if the shit hits the fan? I just wouldn't. You need a bit. Of, you need a bit of dark side in both men and women. That's the way I look at it. So anyway, guys, I'm gonna love you and leave you. Thanks for listening. Tara. Peter. Wah 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 wah.